Welcome back to the Teacher's Tribe podcast with your host, Maxine McFarlane. I am a Jamaican educator living in the United States of America and a nurturer of minds and hearts. Today, you will hear the second part of the conversation with Dr. Denise Hunter as we continue to talk about the five keys to wellness. Last week, she introduced us to the acronym FOUNT, that's F-O-U-N-T, and talked about the first three keys. With all that is happening in this year, 2020, these keys will prove to be helpful when applied to our lives. Don't keep this valuable information to yourself. Instead, feel free to share it with friends, family members, and anyone else who will benefit. Let's listen to the rest of the conversation. All right, so now on to key number four. What's your fourth key to wellness? Fourth key is the N, which is for natural. And this is where we talk about avoiding toxins, natural remedies, and water or hydration. You made and that sound you made that sound like we should avoid toxins, natural remedies, and water. <laughs> avoid all of those things. Every last one. <laughs> Let me say it again. Please. The parts are one, avoiding toxins. The second one is understanding natural remedies. And the third part is water. That sounds better, right? Clarity. Thank you for that clarity. I didn't want anybody to leave here thinking that we should be avoiding natural remedies and water. And water. (laughs) Elaborate on that a bit, um, Dr. D. Nice. Avoiding toxins. I mean, we've kind of alluded to it as as we were going through the usual suspects, the alcohol, drugs, smoking, all of those are going to make a bad situation worse. And unfortunately, especially if you're looking at adults, a lot of adults reach for those things to manage their stress and anxiety. I, I read a quote the other day is that Dr. Amen, what is Daniel Amen? If you don't know about him, he does a lot on work in the brain. His quote was like, you have to protect the organ that controls everything. And when you're having issues with anxiety, you don't want to put stuff in the, your brain that's going to damage it. Alcohol damages your brain. Drugs damage your brain. Smoking damages your brain. You're, you're not feeling well and you're, you're not feeling well in the brain and you're using something that will damage it to try to fix it. But it's so funny that most times that's what happens. People are feeling anxious or depressed or just out of sorts. And that's the, the that's the go-to. Yeah. It's almost well, like they want to um to to dull the pain or you know, just something to hide behind. And that they, they reach for something of that nature. That's exactly what it does. It just dulls it because, I mean, yes, it does. I mean, some of the chemical things that are happening in your body, it does dull it, but it it comes right back. And then you have to, it's kind of going back to what we, the cycle that we got into with the sugary foods, eating to dull your pain. 
you end up in this cycle of having because the insulin overshots and you got to eat and then you you know you end up in the cycle it's the same thing with these those kind of techniques to manage your stress and anxiety but when we go back to understanding and talk about um understanding with how your interactions with other people can affect your health one of the parts is is just finding other humans that can help you get a therapist get somebody to help you sort out some of these things if you can't see the answer for yourself yeah but, so you won't be led down the road towards the toxins yeah because it's i mean it's an easy fix and unfortunately right now we we live in a world of easy fixes and on it these these kind and it's not even now these kind of things have been around a long time humans have figured out a long time ago how to ferment fruits and things to to make liquor mm-hmm. and they've been using it to numb themselves for years and just because it's been around for a while it's still not it wasn't effective then and it's not effective now exactly yeah avoid mm-hmm. them Mm-hmm. And then the natural remedies. How about something as simple as just sunlight? <laughs> we, I saw a, a, a fact. 90% of our time as adults is spent indoors. Nine zero. But it, it's true. I mean, when you actually look at your like today, if you look at even today, how much time did I actually go outside? Today, I went outside for a total of one hour. How about yourself? How long did you go outside for today? <laughs> Maybe less than that. Because <laughs> I didn't take my walk today. No, you're, you're right. But, you know, as a girl who grew up in, in Jamaica, it was quite the opposite growing up. You know, we were always outside. And I know sometimes when the winter months come on, then living in a in a country that has seasons, people tend to, to want to stay in more. But that was just something that was just commonplace for us growing up. It was just so natural to be out there. And, you know, I, it made me, you just made me think of when my middle child was born and he had um, newborn jaundice and it was winter. He was my December baby and mm-hmm. we were up in New Jersey and every all my relatives were saying, oh, if only you were in Jamaica, you know, because the parents traditionally would have their newborns in the morning early outside walking say they're giving them morning sun yes but you know (laughs) exactly and in no time that was just a natural remedy he wouldn't have to be going under these lights in the hospital yep the sun is there and you know that vitamin d it works wonders for our brains and our mood you know all the seasonal affective disorder it's a real thing where people are deprived of sunlight and they start getting sad and depressed. The sunlight is there and it's free. Once again, going back to what you said, that none of this stuff don't cost anything. Don't forget those simple things of just going outside to really lift your mood. And then hydration. Your body works best when it's hydrated. It just does. There's a another book. It's called You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. So many things that when our body doesn't have enough fuel, it just doesn't work well. Even our brain, your brain is very liquidy and fuel and watery. And if it's dehydrated and shriveled up like a prune, 
it's not going to work well. It's, you're going to see why you, you'll not feel as well in the brain. So drink plenty of fluid so your body can be at its optimal best. Yeah. You know, I think back to, I, I, I say this phrase cautiously because I've been saying, I've been looking for the blessings coming out of the pandemic. And um, the last two things you mentioned are, are things that really resonated with me because I was able to be outside a lot during the time when we were home, you know, walking the trails very early in the morning, drinking more water because the hazard of one of the hazards of teaching is you can't use the restroom when you want to. (laughs) So, you know, I was able to, to fill up my water bottle twice during the day and, you know, have it at while I was at home. And I could feel the difference, just being able to get up early, walk outside, enjoy the fresh air, drink more water. All of that made such a huge difference. So I know I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's amazing when you give your body the basic things it needs. That's why I go back to say Fount is the five keys to wellness and wisdom to help you become your best. And going back to our definition of wellness your body being feeling at its best. A lot of times people are thinking they have to hop on a plane and go to Bali to a healing center and sit at the feet of a guru while he sticks needles in their back and chant. But there's still some basic things that the majority of us are not doing. Exactly. Well, you talk about maximum sound. So we we uh, we need to get that final key in there. <laughs> time for tea. So time that we for can... tea. Um, so the tea and found is for time. How are you going to use your 24 hours to become your best? How can you use your 24 hours to manage your anxiety? And one of the first things we, we talk about is exercise. Just like we just said about people not being out, being indoors, go outside and exercise. When you're out there for a kid, you need about you need 60 minutes a day of going out there and vigorously getting rid of energy. Are you I mean this I'm gonna pose this to you, the parents that are listening and the teachers that have kids that are are your kids going outside for 60 minutes running around and burning off some of that energy? You know, one of the things that struck me when I first started teaching here was that um, this was something that had to be legally mandated. I was blown away the first time I realized that there was a law that required children to have at least 30 minutes of physical activity every day. It was just just so unheard of to me. Because, yeah. you know, growing up, you know, I grew up in a different, totally different culture. Um, play was just organic. You know, you, I remember we had 15 minutes for what we call, well, what they call recess here. We call it break time. And we would be outside playing, you know, had a quick snack, had some water, used the restroom, but we would be playing. And our lunch time was a full hour. So that was more than enough time for us to eat our meals and play until the bell rang. Yeah, for to return to the classroom. So it was and even just... before school when you got there early, you're mm-hmm. out there just running up and down and playing. Yeah, or, or yeah. even after school while you're waiting for your bus or something, you would be playing again. Yep, it was just a natural part. But most kids, they're not. They don't. They don't get that. And <laughs> it's so. It's. I mean, even myself, I try to get my kids to 
to do at least an hour every day. But sometimes if I don't force them or tell them, did you go outside today? Did you go, did you do any exercise? They would gladly just sit in here all day. Going back to the how adults, we can show this, we can be an example. For adults, it's a, we, we don't, we require a little less exercise because our bodies and bones are not developing to this at the same rate. But 150 minutes a week of exercise is what's the minimum, the minimum required for health. Now, of course, do more, but the minimum requirement, if you really want to see some improvements in your heart health, your lung health, decreasing your risk for diabetes and high blood pressure and obesity, the minimum is 150 minutes a week. The smallest increments that should be broken up in for an adult is 10 minutes. Everybody needs to exercise more. We're, We're a pretty inactive society. And honestly, if we go back to mental health, it helps. Exercise can help your anxiety. Health exercise can help depression. And then when we talk about relaxation, and this is where I'd refer, I was talking about earlier, the deep breath, how the deep breath can help you relax. And if you don't mind me, I'm going to have another physiological moment. (laughs) (laughs) So when we are, when we are living in a very stressful state, the hormone that's dominating that a lot, there's a, a few of them. There's cortisol, then there's epinephrine and norepinephrine, or adrenaline and noradrenaline. Those two, they're in, interchangeable. Nor, um, adrenaline and epinephrine, and noradrenaline and adrenaline. Anyway, so these, those are the hormones that really dominate stress and anxiety. And it's the fight or flight one where we just live in that state where we're just always ready to fight or flight, always ready to jump on something, always ready thinking something's attacking us. The world is coming to an end and you're living in that state and it wears on your body. It wears you out. You're having these these hormones, they cause your blood pressure to be to be higher, your heart rate to be higher. And fine, it works well when you're trying to escape from something that's real. But when that's just where you're living all the time because you thought you can control everything and nothing's under control and now you're worrying and stressed out and living in a epinephrine state all the time, it just doesn't work. It pounds and damages your body and gets you set up for inflammation. You heard that term. That's a big term that essentially they feel that every single disease that we suffer from is essentially inflammation is one of the the underlying causes it makes us set up for heart disease makes us set up for everything when we just living in this constant epinephrine state so sometimes you know we can just stop and take a deep breath mm-hmm. and what that deep breath does it there's the other half think of it like a balance over here you have that epinephrine state. And then on the other side of the balance, you have acetylcholine, which is the, dominates the rest and digest, dominates the parasympathetic nervous system, the one that calms everything down. And a good way to get in that state is just taking some deep breaths because it's, it stimulates that 
part of the nervous system that balances out the epinephrine side. And I hope I'm saying it right because I understand that concept very well because that's what I live for and that's where I went to medical school. But I hope I'm saying it in enough English to let your listeners understand how that deep breath calms your body. It really strikes a balance. It strikes a balance because it stimulates the hormone through a various various pathways, various things that are happening, a whole stuff of things that makes the other hormone acetylcholine that can just balance off that epinephrine and sends your body into a more relaxed state and you have less of that fight or flight world's coming to an end thing going on. So just stop and take some deep breaths. It calms you down because it's biology. It's not just, you're not just doing it because there's actually biology and chemical things and hormonal things that are happening to truly calm your body, slowing your heart rate, lowering your blood pressure, calming your you down. Just taking a deep breath straight from your abdomen and breathe out through your nose. In and out. It just calms you. It does. Yeah. So we need to make time for exercise. We need to make time to relax. To relax. Take a deep breath. And you know what? Another thing, good thing that you can do to relax yourself is a magnesium bath. Um, which is just an Epsom salt bath. A nice warm Epsom salt bath. The magnesium in it is very relaxing for our bodies. Your your body, your the magnesium from the Epsom salt will be soaked up into your body through the skin. And you don't have to worry. You won't overdose on it. Our bodies are smart. It takes what it needs and it leaves what it, the rest that it doesn't want in the water. And just it really is calming to our, our nerves and our body. And one thing that I will always throw in there after this bath, take a cold shower. Don't wash off yourself and don't just leave it warm. End up with cold mm-hmm. and it relaxes you so much. You, you won't even understand what just happened. Take the long, warm bath. And at the end of your bath, you go in and take as cold, a 30 second to a minute shower as you can tolerate. And that's relaxation. That's how you can spend Um, your time to relax and help with anxiety. And the last one is sleep. Sleep doesn't come easy for when when you're anxious and depressed. And a good technique to do is just really develop a good bedtime routine, a bedtime routine of relaxation. You can do your deep breaths, you can do your magnesium baths, and just, you can even do some journaling to write down your worries and cares before you go to bed, make sure that your room is comfortable. Make sure your room is cool. Make sure your room is dark. Make sure your room is quiet and try to get some sleep. I and often all- see like some of the children that I see um, are sleep deprived. And I remember the battle I had with my own children when they were younger because they've always had a set bedtime. Once they got out of the 
nursing, waking up at night to feed stage, there was always a set bedtime. And especially in, in when they were in middle school, I got so much pushback because they thought they were on, the only ones who had an, <laughs> an early bedtime. Nobody goes to bed as early as we do. But um, I see the detriment, on the other hand, in, in the classroom all the time when yeah. some children are just sleep deprived. And it and it comes out. It, it's almost like they, the the engine within them revs up because they're fighting the sleep. You know, when you have a toddler and they really want to sleep, but they so they start running around. Mm-hmm. So it, it's manifested differently in a seven-year-old, but I can just still see similar signs that these children are sleep deprived. Yeah, no, it's true. It's 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 crazy. Sleep is sleep is not optional. It's going back to you as an adult to understand the important. This is where your body is fixing and repairing itself, taking care of some of the damage of the day. Sleeping helps keep you young, help you grow well, helps you to have build a strong, healthy body that can fight stuff off. And little kids, they need like 10 hours. Middle schoolers, they need like nine hours. Adults, you need about eight hours. People want to chip and chip and chip away at their sleep time as if it's something inconvenient, like sleep is inconvenient. It was it was so funny. Recently, I heard the boys, my two younger boys talking and they were saying, oh, how they wish they could go back to the days when they could take naps because back really? then they thought they were being punished. <laughs> but, but now, oh, how they wish they could do that instead of all the schoolwork that they have to be doing right now. So. Exactly. You know, people people love to take sleep as if it's optional, but it's not. It's not. It's not this waste of time. Your your body is your body is doing a lot. A lot is happening during that time. That a lot of important repair reparative activities. And then on top of it, you're gonna need the coffee to keep you awake. And the coffee makes you more anxious and irritable. Then you end up in this spiral again when, you know, just... That cycle starts over again. It's a duct tape. We all, we're just, we all just love duct tape. We, <laughs> love to, we want to duct tape our lives. And it, it, it's, not a good, it's, it's not a good look. So this simple acronym, FOUND, comes with simple strategies that we can all apply. And it's something that we could use as a tool, especially going through these difficult times. So Dr. D. Knight, I want you to just give us a summary about the importance of focusing on wellness, especially with all the uncertainty and anxiety that is happening globally. Although, I, I mean, I listed all these things and I made a little jokes here and there. Life is difficult. Let's just be honest. Life is uncertain. That's just the nature of it. Even if before we were thinking we had everything under control, that's that's what the point pandemic has pointed out to us, the uncertainty and the, the things that we don't control. And we just really need to be easy on ourselves. Don't be too hard on yourselves about why why you can't manage some of these things. But at the same time, while you're being easy on yourself, that understand that as human beings, we're resilient, we're resilient creatures. And you have these kids that 
you can teach resilience to, teach them to really understand that, find their hardships here, but we can overcome them. Here are some tools that we can do to to overcome them and still live our best. That's that's my my thing. Life is uncertain. What's that serenity prayer? Grant you the wisdom to know the things that you can control and the yeah. yeah. Wisdom to know the difference too. Thank you. (laughs) And you know what you can what you can control is the five keys to found. Five keys to wellness. You can control that. We can't control the pandemic. Maybe there's somebody that can there's we can't we don't know what COVID's gonna do. We don't know what COVID part der may be coming later. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm that is not a prediction, by the way. I'm just trying to make an analogy. I don't want to start fearing anybody. We just you just don't know. You don't want to spend so much of your precious time that you have with your kids and your students just really worrying about things that you don't have any control over. Be present. Really enjoy the time that you have with your kids right now. Enjoy the time that you have with your students right now, even though it's not optimal, but you work with what you have. You ever wonder, like look out and you see people that are in poverty or in other countries and different places and you're like why are they smiling why are they happy you know they're just working with what they have and that's sort of that's kind of what resilience is so there we have it found the five keys to wellness f fuel o optimistic u understanding n natural and t for time so dr d nice where can my listeners find you you want to give a quick plug yes i am on instagram every day every day i give a wellness tip in my instagram stories i greet everybody with a funny morning greeting every single morning and i give a wellness teaching monday through friday i said every day but that's incorrect monday through friday every day on my instagram stories and then on the main part of instagram i always have some educational um tips there i don't know i'm a little crazy sometimes so you all follow me on instagram dr d nice dr period d n i c e bojelin is b e a u g e l i n dr d nice bojelin and you know i am quirky but on top of being what I have like for, I think I have to be educational, entertaining, engaging. And there's another one. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> four, but you know, there, there's three of them. How's that? But there's another, there's another one that I can't pull off the top of my See, I told y'all I'm, I'm there for you. And I'm okay with not being perfect. Join me over on Instagram. It's a great place. And make sure if you love it, share it with other people. Then I have my website if you just want to go and look. If you can't really remember what fount is, wisdom teethinger, wisdom teeth er, wisdomteethinger.com. And if you find me on Instagram, there's a link to the website there. Um, they're all it's all there. Plus the fount is is there obviously and able to be seen. You can go through and see what it all stands for. 
You'll enjoy it over there on my Instagram. You really will. And you can help me build up my Instagram following. At some point, I'm going to throw it out there to your listeners. I'd love to get to 100,000 followers. Where are you now? I'm at 1,580 or something like that. Okay. I don't, I I should, yeah, you're supposed to set a goal of when I want to hit that (laughs) 100,000. By January 1st. All right. So before I let you go, um, in one sentence, I want you to respond to these three questions. Yes, ma'am. The I'm ready. First one is, what are you passionate about? Instagram. <laughs> is that <laughs> in the moment? Is that an in the moment um, answer? <laughs> I'm that passionate about answer. Yeah, I'm passionate about wellness. I really okay. am. I, 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 my ears perk up anytime I hear people talk about wellness and um, more specifically youth wellness. I'm very passionate about wellness as it relates to teenagers, especially. I want them to have their best, best life. There's no reason for a teenager to be suffering. All right, let's try again for that one sentence answer. But you know, I said Instagram and you said it you act like it wasn't good. But so I you come to the it. other extreme too. I didn't say a one word answer. You gave oh, me a okay. one word answer, and that's why I prompted you and you then you gave me a paragraph. All yeah, right, so let's try again. Can't follow directions enough. <laughs> can't follow ready. Come, come, come ready. Okay. What greatness do you believe you bring to the oh, world? Oh, I thought you were going to give me that one again so I can No, do you already responded. No, number two, what greatness oh, okay. do you believe you bring to the world? I bring my passion and my energy and my smile to the world. Those are things that will make a difference in this world. All right. And the last one is who or what inspires or motivates you? God. The Bible verse, to whom much is given, much is required, inspires me. Profound. Profound. (laughs) And I could see, based on these three answers, evidence of those things coming out in our conversation today. I could really see that. So it was good to delve into this wellness conversation. Um, I hope it brought a different perspective to my listeners, not just focusing on the physical well-being, because a lot of times the other aspects of our being impact us physically and we're thinking it's all a physical thing. So check out Dr. D. Nice's Instagram page. I think that's where you'll find the most information and the link to her website and share the information that she's passed on to us today. It will not only make a difference for you, but for the others that you share it with. And Dr. D. Nice, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Teacher Maxine. (laughs) (laughs) As I've said many times before, 2020 is a year like none other in my lifetime. But amidst the challenges, it would be beneficial for all of us to focus on wellness. I hope you found nuggets that you can apply to your lives and share with others. You may also be able to apply FOUNT as a means of staying well during this time. To recap the ideas Dr. Hunter shared, let's consider the acronym FOUNT again. F, give your body the fuel it needs to be its best. O, be optimistic, remembering that finding true happiness is important in becoming your best. 
You seek understanding, that is, figuring out important things will help you become your best. N, focus on natural, that is, protecting and healing your body and mind to bring out its best. T is for time. Use your daily 24 hours well and wisely to become your best. As J. Stanford said, and I quote, health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being, end of quote. Stay healthy and be well, dear listeners. Until next time, walk good and one love.